Sometimes you gotta stay Everybody, this is Pete with All Matters Go Radio 97 3 FM in the great state of Seattle. We're here again this weekend. We got a great show. As you guys know, I'm kind of a tech geek, uh, even though we talk about uh, a lot of home building. You guys know uh, the story with my father and things like that. But what's near and dear to my heart is tech. And as you guys have heard before, I do have a software company. We have another software company here on. Uh, we had them on before, and I'm excited that they're back. Uh, it is uh, Plunk. It's actually their website is getplunk.com. They have a very interesting app that we're going to talk about today. We actually, uh, before we had David on, David Blum, uh, we have the CEO and founder, Brian Lent, on today. He's going to talk with us about his background, how this came into being this startup. But more importantly, we're going to talk about this Plunk app, which is really cool, guys. I'm telling you, it's something you want to download. If you are interested at all about understanding the actual real-time home valuation of your home, if you want to do some renovation projects, this this app, it really does it all. Um, and David is actually, his background is in data science. I like hanging out with data scientists. They're really cool. So, uh, Brian, Brian, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, great to be here. Excited yeah. to have the conversation. Yeah, we're going to get into all that stuff. I Before we do that, though, I want to kind of know, because you, you're you a little, I mean, you got the geeky side like me, but right. you also have the get your hands dirty side, build at homes. That's kind of cool. You have a, have a little bit of both. I do. Yeah, I do. That's awesome. But I do want to find out before we get going, maybe you, you tell us your story. I, I looked you looked you up a little bit. I saw you went to Stanford and then you started working for some little companies like Google and Amazon and some of these <laughs> other ones. So why don't you start with maybe kind of where you went to school, how you cut your teeth in tech, and then uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, let me, I'll back up a little bit because you're right. My background like yours is pretty unique and much like my co-founder, David Bloom, we, we're very complimentary in our, our skill set, which is the type of people I love hanging around with because I took an oath to love to learn new things. Yeah. Um, so I started in tech actually about the age of five uh, for those that remember the Disneyland uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, oh, where yeah. they had the blinking lights and noises. And I told my dad, we used to live in L.A., so we went every okay. weekend. And I asked my dad, I'm like, you know, what is that? Like, you know, those blinking lights. Um, and, and well, I, I knew they were part of the parade, but that's right. There's a there's a show on TV at the time called Buck Rogers in the 21st Century. Uh, yeah. Aaron Gade, Jill, Gil Gerard, and uh, they were had these things that were blinking and making noises and asked my dad what that was at the age of five. And he said, that's a computer. So I knew at age of five, I was going to do computers, whatever that meant. Wow. Um, fast forward a, a few years, and I actually ended up getting the early days into the hacking uh, society here in the state. So the very first club was called the 9600 Bod Elite Club. This is about 15 years prior to the movie, The Pirates of Silicon Valley. Yeah. So this is in the very early days, and I this kept my the, mo- the modem generation. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is very early on, and this I is raw yep. bulletin board services hacking yep. account numbers, and so uh, that's actually how I learned tech. Is it was self taught. So by the time I went to high school or college, you know, I was well well versed into I could build computers, I write software. Wow. Um, I, I got into it so much that uh, this is a longer story, but. Over my journey to grad school, I had been arrested uh, twice by the FBI and once by the Secret Service. So those are all true stories. My investors know that. Uh, so I, it builds a lot You're of a true pirate. I, I am a true pirate caught yeah. and busted more than once. Uh, and I learned after the third time and you turn 18, you know, the, the risk is a little bit higher. So I end up working yeah. for the good guys uh, after that. But uh, when we hire 
engineers, I typically like to ask them like how many times they've been arrested. And if they can't give me, <laughs> if they react with a stoic face, then I know they're probably not the right culture fit because you want people that want to break uh, yeah. the standards and, and innovate and build new things. That's really cool. You know, I remember Brian too, uh, not to reminisce too much, but I used to love it back then, back in the days when you can go to the TTL logic stores and you can yep. breadboard stuff and wire wrap. Yep. I did all the same stuff in college. I built a robot because that was a uh-huh. big thing back then, you know? So I, I get it. We did the radio shack, uh, all the ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It was great to make that stuff work. It was like, wow, I could do something here. So I was building breadboards in what were called boxes, green box, blue box, black yeah. box, aqua box, and you plugged them in the phone system. That's how we hacked into the network. So probably a different show, um, yeah. but that's how I got started. And, and uh, kind of fast forward to your question, uh, I did my undergrad in uh, computer science at University of Nevada, Reno. And then, as you mentioned, I had a great opportunity to go to Stanford to do my graduate work in computer science. This is in, gosh, in 93 yeah. Um, at the time, I was doing video games at a software company writing video games, and I, I was fascinated in single-player uh, gaming. Now, about what and time was that, Brian? What you that, was, uh, that was 1993. So my first company, I started in 1998. So yeah. I was 18. It was a software company. We sold electronic arts. We did yeah. uh, video games on the Apple II platform. And so I knew going into Stanford, I wanted to do something with computer graphics, but I also wanted to do kind of AI machine learning. And the fusion of that in the early 90s is a, is a field called data mining. The yeah, birth yeah. of data mining was actually started, uh, really, I give credit to IBM Albany Research Center, where I was able to later that summer do an internship. Uh, but it's a, it's a pretty fascinating field. So that's kind of what started me on my professional career. But some interesting stories along the way, um, and, and this is a very fascinating time in Google, or sorry, in, in, in uh, Stanford's history in the early and mid-90s, um, I had an opportunity to join Yahoo as the first employee uh, and turn David and Jerry down because they wanted me to, to join this company called Yahoo with their business model was get paid to surf the web. Okay. This is back when the internet was about a thousand pages, yeah. movies, classified yeah. listings. Yeah. And so uh, I wrote up an algorithm for them in this business class on how to automate the machine learning of crawling the internet and automatically categorize web pages. So they wanted me to come on board. And I remember laughing as hard as I could because it's like, you know, there's no way I'm going to give up a Stanford PhD to work for a company called Yahoo. You have to be kidding me. So <laughs> I gave him a D minus and, and went on my way. And, and that was an interesting learning <laughs> lesson. Um, but f- a few years after that, uh, Sergey Brin and I um, founded a, a data mining club, a group, basically in the database group at, at Stanford. This is 1994, a year later. Okay. Uh, and we called it Midas for mining data at Stanford. But it kind of goes back to King Midas, everything you touch turns to gold back to the data mining. Yeah. And uh, we co-founded Google uh, back before there was a search engine. It was a crawler. We didn't even, to be honest, we didn't know that Google was misspelled for more than three years. So Google is 10 to the hundred power. We didn't know it was misspelled. So that's kind of a, a factoid. A lot of people don't know. Wow. Larry Page came into the group and we were using Google as a research project to benchmark our PhD work. That's very cool. Now back up a little bit though, because I'm yeah. really interested, like, how did you actually get exposed to artificial intelligence and machine learning? What, like, what was the aha moment, moment where you said, wow, I want to go into that? Yeah, that's that actually takes me back to one of the stories uh, when I was arrested. So uh, the story there was that um, my dad gets a phone call. This is I'm in high school. So back in the 80s, my dad gets a phone call by a state legislator and 
I was known at the time because I had been arrested in, in the paper in Reno, the Gazette Journal. So I was sort of known in Reno as the local hacker. Uh, to put it <laughs> Your politely. dad's probably going, here we go again. <laughs> my, exactly what he said. And, you know, it's also why I didn't date in high school, never went to my prom and other things. But, you know, I, I was the true classic epitome of a, of a hardcore hacker. Yeah. So my dad gets a phone call and says, you know, something's funny. The state of the Nevada lottery seems to always be won by people that are in public office or manage or own casinos. Okay. which he thought was really odd. He's like, your son's a hacker. Can you look into it? So long story short, that started a five-year project for me to use AI machine learning to discover the fact that the lottery was in fact rigged. Uh, and long story short, they end up privatizing the entire Department of Data Processing in state of Nevada. Yeah. And I testified in front of the state on how to make that happen as a teenager, which has a how whole bunch of... I was 18 at that point. 18, okay, wow. So it was very exciting. But my dad would drive me to Stanford Bookstore and every about two, three months, and I would buy these books on B-plus trees and data mining and analytics and stuff. I literally had no clue what I was doing. Yeah, but yeah. I literally was self-trot because I was so driven to show that the system that everyone trusts was actually, in fact, rigged. And I didn't know, we didn't know by who at the time. But uh, it was very fascinating. But that got me hooked to this notion of being data-driven, let data drive wow. the truth. That is very cool. And so is your, is your dad still, does he live up in Seattle? Your dad? Uh, no, my parents live in Reno. So I, Reno, I grew okay. up in Reno. What's, yeah, your, what's your dad's name? Uh, Gerald, Dr. Gerald Lent. He's a retired optometrist. Okay, well, big shout out to Gerald for putting up with your son, Brian, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and my mom, he was the one, my mom is the one that answered the door when the FBI came and then had to yeah. call my dad to come home from work. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, actually, I, I wished I was born. I was so I went to college in the 80s and, I, you know, I, I would have gone into computer science. I told this to David, right. except for I hated Fortran and Pascal with drugs exactly. nuts. It was like, this is stupid. So I'm going to stay in mechanical. So, uh, you know, 10 years later, things got so much better. It did. Absolutely. But, uh, so but we're all software guys now. So it's all fun yep. now. Yep. So wrapping up this segment so then uh -huh. you went through all this and you did your stint at google there there was amazon but wh where did you meet david how did that happen so i met david so so yeah the 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 google and then i uh, went to another company called jungle e that we spun out of stanford okay. and that was acquired by amazon in 98 which is how i moved to seattle okay and i met david shortly after that um i had started another company then spun out of uh, spun at amazon called intelligent results here in bellevue an analytics company that was acquired. And then I wanted to do something big. I, I wanted to build the next Google. And I came across David through another investor locally that said, this is another entrepreneur that you guys should put your heads together. So that's how we met. And we started Medio Systems together, which started as kind of the, what we affectionately called Moogle, the, the mobile version of Google. Um, but it morphed to become one of the biggest analytic platforms in the mobile uh, landscape ecosystem. Wow. That's so that was, uh, that would have been 2004. That together? We founded that together in 2004, as you know, from David's podcast with you uh, interview. He was at Motorola, as you know, and that they had obviously big mobile presence. So he had the mobile DNA and I had the analytics DNA. Okay. That's interesting. What? Hey, that's a good, uh, that's good marry up between the two of you guys. So absolutely. And, yeah, and you both are kind of running down a successful path and then you've joined forces. I, you know, I strongly believe in the, the one plus one is four. Yeah. I also have a, a work or hiring philosophy that you only hire people smarter than yourself. You know, and I, I live by that, to be honest, because it's yeah. really served me well in terms of the people I meet and how I continue on that oath to let the love of learning rule mankind. Yeah. That's very cool, Brian. We come back, we're going to talk because now Brian gave you all of his background on tech. But he also, one thing you know, and he's going to talk to you, he built his own home. So now we're going to get into the hands-on. 
and then how these guys got this concept to do plunk you can check these guys out if you go to getplunk.com they have uh the app up there you can download it it's for iphones it's truly i i have uh, looked at that thing and it's amazing we're going to get into all the things it does here in this show when we come back with that on pete this is home matters car radio 97 3 fm seattle news at seattle talk All right, we're back. This is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here with Brian Lent. He is the CEO and co-founder, along with his partner, David Blum. They have a very interesting app. It's a, it's called Plunk. They have Plunkonomics. They have uh, the... Uh, what was the other, the Plunk Value? We're going to get into that. Plunk Value, yeah. The Plunk Value trademark. I think there's some yep. neat things around this. You can go check them out, guys. I'll tell you what, if you, uh, a lot of you that are listening, you own homes uh, in different parts of the the greater Pacific Northwest, Puget Sound, these guys are up in the, we're going to ask him kind of where his app works right now. But um, you should check it out and download it. If you go over to getplunk.com, you'll see a, a iTunes download button there, and uh, you can go there. You can do that on your phone too. And and you guys uh, up on iTunes, you just look up Plunk. Is that where you go? Yep, the App Store. Okay, in the App Store. Yep. Okay, good. All right. Uh, now we talked about your tech background. Very colorful. Love it, man. The more colorful <laughs> it is, the more innovative you are. That's kind of my. my That's, I agree. With that. I would I'd subscribe to that. <laughs> yeah, I I do too, man. We we uh we've done some. We could probably talk for hours about crazy <laughs> stories and crazy innovation. But so. That was the tech side, but now uh, I had uh, <clears throat> learned that you also have a passion for home building and remodeling, and you you built your own home. So why don't you speak to that side of things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I, as I mentioned in the prior segment, I moved up here in 1998, so I've been up in Seattle for for quite a while, longest stint where I've lived and started my family here. And I moved into a very traditional home when I moved up. I was much younger, of course. So. Now with a family, I started to look around at where we wanted to live. And, you know, fortunately we've got great sites and companies also based in the Bay Area or the, the Pacific Northwest, like Zillow and Redfin. Right. But what I found is that there was a really um, significant lack in what I would call the right data and analytics to help me as a consumer make smart decisions on where I want to live, right? Understanding commute times, school districts, crime st stats, you know, I was kind of looking all this up, building a spreadsheet. No, I'm an analytics person, yeah. but the more people I talk to, they have the same issues, right? They had just different ways to express it. And so what I, I appreciated in, in kind of taking a step back, you know, I was also on the mindset of wanting to build the next major company that can really improve mankind um, in, in some fundamental way that hasn't happened. That's kind of my bar from my background. One of the great things that Jeff Bezos and that culture at Amazon taught me when I was there is that it's a data-driven culture. Now it's built up quite a bit since I was there in the late nineties, but it's a very data-driven experience. And what I appreciate is that residential real estate, in my opinion, is one of the few industries that lacked any true sense of hardcore metrics in, in being data-driven. It's very transactional, right? Yeah. 5% of the homes, um, roughly about 110 million homes in the U.S. are bought and sold, are, 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 exist, and 5 million bought and sold in any given year. But there's very little insight to help us make smart financial decisions about those. And so I want to bring AI and machine learning to residential real estate so homeowners can make better decisions. Yeah much like I was doing. So as I'm looking at where we were going to live in, in the Seattle area, 
I was using a lot of my own sense of AI machine learning, my own trade, my own skills to make those decisions. And we thought, why don't we put that in a platform? But how, do, I, how does it, not to interrupt you, but for a normal lay person prior to Plunk, how were they finding those things out? Were they solely relying on their real estate agent? Or You know, a lot of it is you, you rely on your real estate agent. You talk to your neighbors, right? A lot of it's uh, tribal lore. Um, it, certainly Zillow brings, or Redfin or, or Realtor.com's website brings other factoids, sun ratings and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you, commute, you, you have to kind of do this yourself, right? And until you've moved a few times, you don't really realize the impact of how some of these things um, happen. So it's really a, a matter of pulling the data together yourself. And, and to, to your other question, you know, we were decided I, I want to build a home. It was kind of my dream. Um, being a techie and an engineer, I wanted to engineer it from the ground up. So I spent a couple of years learning the architecture, the literal like you, you know, how to actually swing a hammer and what a 16 penny nail is and yeah, all yeah. sorts of stuff. And and I and sound isolation and electrical and low volt, line volt and the whole work. So um, I built uh, kind of the dream home with 20 and a half miles of wire in it, uh, advanced solar. And, and uh, we're about 90 percent off the grid here in the, in the major city being downtown. So. Uh, very so you, exciting. You live in King County proper? Is we do. Right? Yeah, we live okay. in, in the kind of Bellevue area. So okay. um, we have yeah. one of the largest residential solar installations. And again, for me, that was learning about this kind of future, what solar can do. Yeah. You know, if I did full home automation, I probably went a bit overboard, which I'm known. To do. <laughs> which all engineers do. <laughs> exactly. But it was, but I learned a ton about it. And it even yeah. reinforced yeah. more this notion that, man, there's a lot of day, like how many consumers know that 12 different types of low E coatings that are available for windows. And do you know how much energy you save by switching to a heat pump here? You know, our, our ecosystem in the Northwest is perfect. And I'd ask most people like, I don't even know what a heat pump is. I think that's down South. So there's just so much misinformation and lack of information. We really saw a void. David and I did, and he, as you know, had also built some homes. So we decided let's build that knowledge together, much like say credit karma helped educate, you know, hundred million consumers on their credit Nerd Wallet does for the earlier millennial generation now about you know where you go to find financial information. We felt that there was not a single source that people could understand the the financial impacts of their home, and it turns out that real estate is the largest asset in the it's world. Biggest investment, yeah. It's the biggest investment we make at age thirty. It's fifty percent of your average American's net worth, and at retirement, it's eighty percent. You, know, my parents, it's almost their entire retirement is the equity in their home. Yet we don't have, you know, why don't we have robo type tools, right? Why don't we have educational materials to tell us how to manage the equity in our homes? And that is really what drove the vision for David and I in building Plunk. Uh, but the magic that I bring and my team brings is the data science, right? We're going to do this being very data driven. We're building a, uh, the massive largest database in the world on residential real estate so that we have this very deep. Um, stack of, of information on any given home because we know location matters quite a bit to the overall journey. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's part of uh, why we got started with what we did. And that was uh, 2019 is when we started Plum. Okay. And you guys launched in what, this year? We launched this year. So we did that. Uh, I would say, think about when you think about Plunk or any of the, the listeners Half of Plunk, you don't see it's like an iceberg, is the yeah. data analytics under the waters that do yep. all the magic lifting. Um, and then the mobile app launched April of 2019. Um, it's okay. right now, um, it's a, a what's called a test market launch, and that's in the Seattle area. So it's 
Pierce, Snohomish, and King counties. Okay. Uh, so that's the consumers that can get about 1.1 million homes. We are doing a nationwide uh, roll. I don't have a date for that, but I'd say it's coming within six months or less. Oh, you are going to roll out. We are. Yeah, we made that decision very recently, just in the past couple of weeks. Okay. And for all of us guys like me that are Android users, is that coming up pretty soon? Uh, it is. So we want to be um, native on uh, Apple, Android, and obviously the web experience. And again, that comes from Dave and my background in building, you know, very high quality mobile first environments. Yeah. Because that's the way the world's going. Yeah, that's very cool. That is awesome. I'll tell you what, uh, I think I found my new radio partners, you and David. You guys are it's like music. I talk about heat pumps and why you should get them in Washington. Oh, yeah. I talk about all that kind of stuff. Now, mm-hmm. do you, in your app itself, when you're dealing with like solar and you're dealing with heat pumps and things, are mm-hmm. those considerations that you express through your app? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a good point. One of the magics that we've been able to unlock is the ability to tie specific home renovations to a dollar amount. And no one in the planet has ever done that. It's very difficult to do. But what I mean by that is we can tell you a heat pump for your house will increase or decrease its value by this amount. And we do that with a high degree of statistical accuracy. And again, it varies based on what neighborhood you're in, right? And so we tie that down to, I think we have a couple hundred attributes in the model, but there's, you know, 60 to 80 projects listed. And one of those is upgrade to a heat pump as an example. Good. That's awesome. You know, it's it's funny. I, I uh, that was one of my college uh, projects, my senior project. I actually really? built a heat pump, and at the time, I was getting higher coefficients of performance than train and carrier. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't even I know what a heat pump was. My calculation book. It's about this thick. Yeah, it's, it's really so cool. cool. And that's yeah. you know, and that, that's the point. Though, look at the learning you have, and yeah. and those that built a home, you know, but that's not institutionalized, right? And as yeah. a as a new homeowner or buyer, yeah. you have no idea what to look for, and we want to help educate. Americans about the, their most valuable asset, which is their home. That is very, very cool. And I'm glad you guys are doing that because, you know, we always thought about, well, you know, like valuation It's like, well, I, I, I guess, and we're, when we come back, I'm going to ask you because the traditional right. method was an appraisal, but you guys kind of get into this real time, which is yep. at any given time with a couple uh, pushes of my finger, I can go ahead and figure it out and I can look That's at right. projects that might help. We'll, we'll get into all that in detail with Brian, we come back. You can go uh, check them out at getplunk.com. They also have this uh, this Plunk and Amish report. We're going to talk about that. You get that for free, and I'll show you exactly where to go on their website to get that. So with that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. All right, we're back. Now this is P with All Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. By the way, guys, um, we're having a great discussion here with Brian Lent. He is the CEO and co-founder along with uh, David Blum. Big shout out to David. David was on uh, a previous show with us, I think back in May. Uh, but that is out there if you want to check it out. You can go... Um, to mynorthwest.com forward slash home matters or do you guys have that up on your site at getplunk.com at all or you do okay so you can go to getplunk.com that's probably a better place to go because you can hear the both these shows and then also download their app so you don't have to go over there you're already over there so that's where i would go just go to getplunk.com there's a there's a we're going to talk about uh, a report coming up here too they have a plunkonomics report we're going to get into kind of how this app works a little bit in this segment. And I'll show you. So have a pad of paper and a pen or pencil ready because I'm going to 
give you the the uh, URL to go get that free report. And I guess all you have to do is give your email. So not a lot of stuff. Um, okay, so talked all about kind of home building passion. Sounds like you got a super cool home, which hopefully in the future I can come home, go over to your place and hang out with you and see what you got there. Sounds really cool. Um, but I do want to talk to you because you did explain your tech background. And as we all do with engineers, we kind of live and breathe this stuff. So it's like, yeah, whatever, ho-hum, right? So, but to a lot of people though, it's like they hear terms, but they're not quite sure like what the heck that all means. So you mentioned you're a data scientist, you work with artificial intelligence, machine learning and algorithms. So can you guys give us kind of a 30,000 foot layman's version of what the heck that is? Sure. Yeah, there's lots of variations of it. Um, and it's more popular now. Of course, people hear the term more, I think, than they did right. when we entered the field, of course, in the 80s and 90s. Um, but basically, the concept is if you have a system like a, uh, like we've built, you use information and leverage uh, information that the homeowner tells you to make better recommendations, as an example. So what that means is as we see more homeowners express an interest in a style of a kitchen, as an example, we know from positive examples that we can recommend that to similar type homeowners. So we use the data and then we use AI and machine learning as a, as a technology to train the system and make it better. So I'll kind of give you a, a real world sense of how this works, you know, for, for what we're doing at Plunk and, and how we get the accuracy in that what we call real world um, or real time valuation rather. Um, we take a lot of information about the home that we can get from public sources. So that's like King County assessor's office and, and whatnot. Um, there's also quite a bit of information that the homeowner, though, has that's unique to the home. Um, so, for instance, you know, what's your finish grade quality? You know, um, what type of trim would work do you have? Do you have hardwoods or carpets? You know, have you upgraded your your heat pump? You know, those are are you, are you that doing that like they're just a surveying mechanism on the app? So that's so that's a great question, um, Pete. So the, that's really one of the key advantages of doing this as a mobile first and via app. The homeowner just takes an app and they can simply take pictures of rooms. Oh, okay. And so we use another, a more advanced version of machine learning called computer vision. And literally what we do is you take a, a picture of your kitchen, your master bathroom, the outside of your home as an example. And then we, the analytics measure the quality of that. And that comes back to rating your home. And so all of this is ideally automatic. Now, we also empower the homeowner, unlike other sites that you might go to to get valuations, right? Many of them are very popular here in Seattle, um, that don't empower you, the homeowner, to correct facts. So a lot of the facts that exist out there, we found in King County, um, 45% of all the data on every home is wrong. Now, it may be wrong by one attribute, but my home that I built, as an example, was off by 77%, meaning 77% of all the data that the the county has about my home is actually completely wrong. So when you think about an appraisal or you think about getting, you know, really the true value of your home, you need to have accurate data. So we empower the homeowner in the app to simply go with drop downs and say, no, I'm not a two and a half bath. I'm a three bath or three, you know, two and three quarter. So by correcting your home facts and taking pictures, we build a better picture literally of your home. And then we leverage machine learning to look at your home and say, well, you're in this part of the city and we know 30 years of price history for that part of the city. And then we can go and basically give you a much more accurate valuation for your home. And we do that in real time, meaning the value of your home today is different than it was yesterday or be tomorrow. And we use to do that, we use time series data. So the example would be um, interest rates um, and a forecast where interest rates are going, um, traffic times, 
crime statistics, um, school uh, data, right? Anything that affects you and I as human beings living in our homes and choosing, do we buy this home here? Is there, you know, is there a new park? Did a new grocery store open up? Right. All those are factors that um, are to play the value of a home. So what we do with pretty advanced AI machine learning is put all of that in the mix. And then we run these analytics on an hourly, daily basis to improve the accuracy of the value of the home. And when we do that, we can then start to also recommend things, right? We can say, well, gee, your home is like your neighbor's home, but it's missing a heat pump. Your roof hasn't been updated and it's a bit older. So maybe you need, you know, a new window package, right? Or gee, you took a picture of your kitchen. Would you like to look at what a a newer kitchen would cost? And then what that would do to the valuation of your home. And you literally do that by taking a few pictures and hitting a button, uploading it to the cloud. All right. So a lot to unpack there. And I'm glad you explained all that, but I want to go back. So there's a few questions I have in my mind here. So first we have my dwelling, Mm -hmm. then we have all the neighborhood crime history and things. So are you getting all of that like through APIs from different data sources? Is that how that works? Like, yes, we get it through APIs, the data sources, and then we just get it sometimes in bulk. Uh, and what I would say is we, we've identified about 200 different data sources, believe it or not. Um, some of them are very esoteric and others are very obvious. Uh, of those, we're probably only tackling 20. So we've got a five-year roadmap to ingest all of that into the system. Importantly, we've built, though, the hard work of the machine learning AI platform in, in the cloud to process that data. Okay. But, it, but it's quite a bit of data. So you're right. We get that from many different sources. Okay, so you get all that data from different sources and pull it in. And can a person, I mean, uh, well, let's go over to to my dwelling. So you Mm -hmm. talked about, so I have all the data sources. I know I'm in an existing home that I own. So now I can go and is the data being pulled and presented in the app and I just put in my address? Is that how that works? Correct. Yes. You just put in your address and you effectively claim your home. So when you okay. make, when we. Oh, so it's um, almost like a, a Google site. You claim your home. <laughs> yeah. You claim your home. And, and we do that, um, Pete, because we want people to be encouraged to update the facts, right? So if it's right. your home and it's really your home, we want you to go and make changes and it's all private. So we don't share it with the county. So that's a concern. You know, if you correct facts and your home value goes up. Does that change your taxes? And again, okay, so it's not a two-way API. You're just bringing right. the data in, and then that's that stays on your your cloud, correct? Basically, okay, correct. And it's your data as the homeowner, and so you correct the facts, you upload pictures of your kitchen, your the home, and every time you do that, we're explaining to you the incremental value change to your home. So part of this is educating homeowners that there is this new app and new process called Plunk that helps you empower you know, kind of take ownership, if you will, of your home and think about it as a, as a financial asset. And that's what we're really doing is, is using that data to make those changes. And to give you a sense of, of I think we all know this as an example, but to your point, if you're living in a, a, a normal home, maybe it's, you know, three bedroom, two baths, you know, 2,100 square feet, and your neighbor's home is the same, we know from all the home sites you go to that the two homes may sell for something very different. And, and it's not that on paper, they may look very similar, right? Same square footage, same lot. But then when you walk through the home, you can see, oh yeah, these are nicer chandeliers. It's stainless steel appliances. They have hardwood floor. We have carpet. And those are the qualitative and, and subtle differences that you don't get when you go to the major realty sites, right? And that's what appraisers are trained to do is go into a home and try to assess you know, the relative differences. And effectively, we've literally automated that entirely 
And we're doing it with a higher degree of quality because we're using, again, some of these new AI machine learning techniques. But we're also then able to you know, look back over 30 years of this and, and get very hyper-local results for your home. Okay, so you have this, this data over time you can pull. And then as you're going through, so people are, are uploading, they're correcting or adding, making it right. more accurate in your app. Okay. Right, that's correct. Now, so now there, is that where the plunk value comes in, where they get a basic baseline value of their home? Or what is that plunk value? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the innovations that Dave and I came to realize is that there was no one tracking the future value of your home, right? So we talk okay. about the home as your largest asset. So what we do is arguably give you the most accurate value of your home today because you're correcting these facts that aren't known. But then we're looking and saying, well, wait a minute, but your home could benefit from a heat pump, a new roof, your kitchen needs a remodel, and you could add a bedroom or bathroom if you want. And so what we do is we use analytics to then show you the future value of your home. So basically every home that we in our inventory, the 1.1 million in Seattle and soon 110 million in the U.S., for every single home has a plunk value, which is its future value if it were remodeled. It's kind of the remodel value of your home. Uh, and the Plunkonomics report um, that we'll talk about um, is our first official report to, to identify how much value there is just in the Seattle marketplace. And that's plunk value. So it's a way to really realize that future potential of your home, which yeah. with, with the average home in the U.S. being 45 years old, everyone now is talking about remodeling, right? That is the yeah. thing. If you watch yeah. HGTV or, or whatnot, right? It's about how we make our homes more livable. But our views do that in a financially smart way. Yeah. How do you guys, though, as you know, I mean, it's not all about, and, well, before I ask this question, let me ask this one. So are you telling me I can get granular and basically it will give me suggestions, but I can pick and choose or take yep. pictures and then it will predict, give a predictive analysis on the valuation of my home based on what I choose? That's right. So you like can multiple scenarios then? Is it so today the way it works is let's say you're talking about a kitchen. That's a pretty good yeah. one. Right? So you take a picture of your kitchen today and then you you give us pictures of kitchens that you like. Okay. You can say, I like this one, and we will tell you what your home would be worth if you had that kitchen. We will also tell you how much wow. it'll cost to build that in your air in this area. Um, and and where we're going next is what's called called image segmentation. With that, we'll be able to say, well, do you want stainless steel appliances or not, right? Do you want hardwood floors or not? And then you could pick and choose. So we're getting close to where you could do that on a kind of item by item basis. Okay. Well, now, you, now I have like six more questions I got to ask you, but we're going to get that at the next segment. <laughs> we are going to talk about this Plunkonomics report because I think that thing is uh, really cool. They explained to that to me off air. You're going to go to getplunk.com and I'll give you the URL for the, the uh, Plunkonomics report. When we come back, this is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a good discussion this weekend with Brian Lent. He is the CEO and co-founder with David Blum of uh, plunk i love these guys more so i mean i like these guys because of their background because we're all similar growing up as engineers but i love their plunk app even more i'm telling you what this thing is fantastic and what it can do uh if you're looking for you know this really solves the problem i mean if you guys here's the thing we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff here but remember one thing and one thing only if you want to take away why you should get this app this thing gives you real-time home valuation and i mean 
where else can you get that? I, I don't know. I mean, unless you want to have an appraiser come out and pay them a bunch of money, you can get this just from downloading the free app. And not only that, but they will give you, you can take pictures of your home and they'll give you um, recommendations on remodels that will give you the best return on investment. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about now, which is super cool, is um, they have a whole uh, home renovation loan network that basically makes this like the easy button. <laughs> you just go go to their site and it does everything along with contractors too as well. So, um, all right, before we go into that though, I, I want to ask you one question about, sure. cause we didn't kind of cover this and I left it hanging and I want to come back to it. So mm-hmm. h- how do I, how do I use this to, like to find a new home or find that diamond in the rough? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we haven't yet designed the app uh, for home searching. That's actually a feature we have called Explorer that is coming out very soon though. It's okay. been designed Nice. And, and our unique value there though, because there are a lot of places, obviously many of us go to look for homes, right? There's right. these little some Redfins and Realtors, which are really valuable and they serve an important role. What our unique secret sauce though, Pete, is that we help use our analytics, like say the Plunk value. So you could say, for instance, I want to find a fixer upper. So what that means is I want to find a home that's maybe priced at market or a little bit below, but I know if I upgrade the kitchen, I upgrade the bathroom, I change the carpet, add my heat pump, that's my favorite. Yeah, um, It's going to increase the value 42%. And that's only going to cost me 20%. 20%. So, you know, immediately you can have significant equity in the home. So that's like finding fixer uppers. So we allow you to look at a map and, and easily see all the fixer uppers in the neighborhood. But conversely, what about if you're a young couple or newer to homeownership and you want the opposite, right? You're not you or I, right? I like to tinker. You want a home that's basically move-in ready. Then you want to find a home in our world, our map, that where the market value and the plunk value are about the same, right? It's been recently renovated. It has the right layout, right square footage. It's in a good neighborhood. There's not a lot you can necessarily do to the home. So there's people that want that. So it depends what you want. Our view is there's really two numbers that people need to think about. This real-time valuation of the home, but that future value of the home if it's remodeled. And that's, again, part of the innovation we're bringing. And I'll tell you what, what I'm thinking is like you're God's gift to real estate investors. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great, uh, a great yeah. area for us. And in yeah. fact, that's why one of our largest investors is the National Association of Realtors. Okay. Uh, we really believe in helping realtors become financial fiduciaries yeah. to homeowners and, and help them educate their home buyer or seller, right? That if you're selling a home, why not say these are the most important recommended fixed uppers to get the maximum value of your home? Okay. Right. But if you're buying a home, same thing. You're a realtor. You want to educate your your buyer. You want to say, well, this home is worth X, but here are the things that you could do to improve the value of the home. And it's based on science. It's based on data that's in your neighborhood. Well, I guess not that you're going there now, but you could theoretically uh, for this come up with what the future value of the home would be and maybe even what the rental rate would be. Right. If I'm good. Yeah. We could. That's very insightful. That is yeah. an active discussion we have. That's right. And and okay. to that point, what rental rates, what do you need to do to homes to get the most rental value out of the home? Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm seeing two different, two different products here, plug for the homeowners and plug for the investors. That's right. And plug that's, that's fast, I guess, or something. I'll help you name it. <laughs> we should talk. We should talk. We, uh, we definitely think that, you know, you look at the Actually, the stats are accurate, right? The amount of REITs and, and institutions that own homes yeah. is an all-time high. It's and it's amazing. Yeah, you're you're sitting on a gold mine there. Guys, if you're investors, uh, men and women, which I know a lot of you have money out there and you're looking, this is a great uh, tool that you can use to uh, find that home, 
get it uh, upgraded if you're a flipper to sell it and then possibly down the road hold it and rent it who knows we'll see i guess it's be interesting to see where you guys go with that okay let's talk now about um because we talked about basically i want i have my home i want to improve it that's right and now we have uh you guys have a network. How do you hook in with home renovation loans? And could you address it as it's compared to like, well, why don't I just take a second mortgage or a HELOC out of my home? Could you could you speak to all of that, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the most important areas that we address is, is uh, consumer pain points and anxiety that we have as consumers and homeowners. And, right. and that deals with financing your home for sure. I mean, getting a second mortgage is not easy. And dealing yeah. with appraisers. And the other is finding a contractor, which is fraught with anxiety. We all have the horror stories of putting our name into a web form and getting bombarded with contractors aren't relevant. So we, we address and solve both of those. Um, so basically, the, um, the key on this home renovation loan, which is a new product we brought to market in, in partnership with our launch partner, um, Portage Bank, uh, here in the Seattle area, uh, if you think about the world, right, and you think about um, most major industries, consumers have, there's financing products specifically built for that. So if you're buying a new car, there's new car loans. If you're buying a used car, there's a used car loan. You've mentioned, you know, HELOCs is a very popular right. um, instrument, as is a second mortgage. Um, if you and I are putting major dollars into our home, we're probably using the cash we have. Many people, to be honest, put it on their credit card. Um, the next most popular is they do a personal line of credit which is very expensive, or maybe a HELOC. The problem with all of those are a couple fold. Number one is that they may not be collateralized on the home. And if they're not, you're paying a higher interest rate. So personal lines of credit, credit cards are nine to 25%. So that's extremely expensive. Yeah. Even HELOCs, um, while they might be collateralized and you get um, to deduct the interest, that's only if you can show it going back to the home, but it's, a, it's an interest payment that you have to, and you have to repay it in 10 years. And it's built, it's based on a, a fixed value of the home as it's today after an appraisal. So what we do with the home renovation loan, though, is very innovative in the industry. Our home renovation loan allows a homeowner to borrow 75% of the future value of the home. In other words, if you're going to put $100,000 into your kitchen, the lender is going to lend $75,000 of that because they've used our analytics to show that money is going to improve the kitchen and improve kitchen of 100,000 yields $150,000 of value. So they're going to loan 75% of the future value of your home. And then they do it with no appraisal. You use our app and our analytics. You literally take a picture, you apply through your phone. So it's a five minute uh, uh, application process on the phone. And we commit to funding 50% of the amount in 10 days. Wow. So take anxiety. So take the information, I mean, is that non-stated or stated? How are they uh, for the application process? Uh, so the application gets taken by the bank and it's it's a very traditional loan process it's where they ask for income. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I see in here, and I'm going to give you guys just a second. If you, Well, here, I'll just tell you right now. If you go up to getplunk.com and you click on the top, there's a financing menu. That's where we're at right now about Plunk Home Renovation Loans. Now, if you're an iPhone user, what I'd say is just download their app because it's all integrated, right? In there, in the yep, the it app. is. Okay. It's if you're in. an Android user like me, or you don't have a cell phone, which I can't believe you don't have one in this day and age, <laughs> but if you're an Android user, there is a it's an apply here button, so you can do it on your desktop too or your laptop, yeah. where you don't have to have uh, you don't have to do it on your phone. So that's where I would go. But I, going back to what you're saying, you're you basically is. The big difference is with the HELOC, you cannot get funding based on the future value of the right. home, whereas whereas with yours, you can. 
Correct. And we're also doing this at a 5% interest rate that's fixed. And then it converts to a 20 year amortized, almost like you got a second mortgage. Okay. So that's the term. All right. Um, We're going to run out of time before we do. I want to talk about quickly about this Plunkonomics report. So tell us about that. And how does that tie in here? Yeah, so one of the, the aspects of, of Plunk being a thought leader in this space is to help educate the world that uh, there's significant untapped equity that has yet to be developed amongst our you know 110 million housing stock. Um, right. So we did the analysis on the 1.1 million homes in the Seattle area. We found that the current market value is about 1.1 trillion, but of that, we found that there's 289 billion dollars of untapped equity that we as homeowners have in Seattle. Um, So there's a massive opportunity, what that tells us, in Seattle alone just to renovate and improve our homes. On average, it turns out to be $240,000 per home. So if you go to our app and you type in your home, you're going to find some significant surprises on things that you might want to fix up that will directly improve your home's value. So the report outlines that, and it goes into excruciating detail on different parts of the region. And for us, Plunkonomics is a series of reports for us to kind of help educate the industry on on, the value of of home equity and home ownership. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.